Chapter 2 Kauba Casanova If the queue for Friday's show had been long, the Saturday one was enormous, winding around the building and down the street. Even with money flashed between hands and their premium VIP status, their group had to wait nearly half an hour before a bouncer admitted them. During that time, Sirius tried to get his friends, a generous term for how he was feeling towards them presently, to change their minds. It wasn't a big deal. It was a brief, short-lived crush on a stripper. Surely that wasn't so out of the ordinary for Las Vegas. But they weren't to be swayed, and they saw right through his protests. And they were flimsy protests at that, because when Sirius walked through the doors of the neon moon for the second time in as many days, he immediately looked for John, seeking out the tall, lean shape in the scattered group of dancers by the front bar. The floor had been entirely cleared of all but the far side stages, and in the place of the main stage was a padded arena. A ring. With a terrifying mechanical bull in the center. Are you sure we're at the right place? Mary looked around skeptically, taking in the sawdust inside the ring and the clientele with cowboy hats and pearl snaps and boots that began filling the seats. Sign this. Flo thrust a clipboard under Sirius's nose and Lily plopped a pen in his hand. Sirius looked down. It was a waiver. A long one. In triplicate. Ah. Sign it. Fucking hell, Florence, Jesus Christ. Sign. It. What the fuck is this? Don't know, but it's got your boy's name on it, and so you should definitely sign it. Flo tapped the top section with her pink acrylic-tipped index finger. He couldn't very well argue with that logic, as much as he'd like to. Sirius skimmed the rest of the contents, glossed over the section where he promised not to sue the neon moon for any injury or death sustained, and because Mary had joined in the peer pressure circle, quickly signed his name at the bottom and initialed each page. There. Happy. Flo smirked and Mary took off with the clipboard to hand it to a waitress. Yes, but not as happy as you'll be. She sings song. Yeah, yeah. Sirius rolled his eyes and then his shoulders, heavy with a sudden, return tension. He wasn't worried about the waiver. Truth be told, he was damn near convinced he was immortal, after all the near-death experiences he'd had, and he had great bones, besides. Very strong. Very hard. No, he was anxious about seeing John again. John was straight, so this was just a bad and sad idea. He shouldn't be lingering over a man who a, was literally paid to flirt with him and b, had no interest in other men. Hey! Frank's hand came down to clasp his shoulder, and he drew Sirius back for a one-armed hug. Trust me, you're going to like this. Sirius frowned. He didn't like trusting people with unknowns, but Frank had never lied to him, even when Sirius thought he ought to have, for kindness. Frank wasn't a prankster like James and Peter. Frank was just good and honest. He's not bent, Frank. No, he's definitely bent. You don't know. I do know. He couldn't keep his eyes off of you, and not in the blue rich trust fund simp sort of way. Wow, thanks ever so much. Sirius muttered. Frank jostled him a little. Where's the lie, Sirius? Anyway. He's at least moderately attracted to you, and even if he isn't. It's Vegas, baby. Live a little. Look all you want, get riled up, and then find someone to fuck Evan out of your system. I'm not. 
you're not, but you are a little. And that's all right, serious. We can't decide how to feel or not feel about something. Evan was a knob, but you spent a lot of time together. Even if you weren't emotionally attached, grief from a physical loss is real. Sirius glared harmlessly at Frank. All right, Dr. Longbottom, I think that's all the time we have for today's session. Frank laughed and fixed the lay of Sirius's shirt collar. I'll send you the bill for the house call later. These are for you. James appeared from the crowd with a pair of black and turquoise boots, grinning like a man-man. Those had better not be used. Where did you get these? James scoffed and manhandled Sirius into sitting in a metal chair, where he proceeded to remove his, very expensive, Italian leather chuckas. Don't ask questions you don't want to know the answer to, laugh, James said briskly, guiding Sirius's socked feet into the cowboy boots. I think I want to know the answer, James. Nah. It's fine. Don't worry about it. They are clean. Ish. Not helpful, Mary. Sirius stood and wheeled on Mary. What do you know, Mac? Out with it. Mary was terrible with secrets and a worse liar. If he could get her to break, the rest of them would fall over themselves trying to cover for her blunder. Mary stepped behind Flo, as if that would hide her, but Alice took her spot, cupping Sirius's face with her cool hands. Just relax, Sirius. Breathe. I promise, those boots are clean. And you'll like this, Frank prompted. Yes, and you like this, I solemnly swear. Sirius searched her face, more for show than any true lingering suspicion, Alice would never, and cast a baleful look at the mechanical bull. I'm getting on that thing, aren't I? If you're lucky, Flo said looking at James. James handed the waitress taking the clipboard something that looked like a fold of $100 bills and pointed at Sirius. I think your chances are pretty good. James sauntered back over. She said it's up to the dancers, but I let her keep the cash anyway. What is that anyway, like ten pounds? Lily sighed and shook her head sadly. Babe, that's not even close. James's face screwed up in confusion, but his question was drowned out by the sound of every single light going out with a loud clunk. A few people gasped in the dark. Someone made a lewd joke about dark holes supported by scattered laughter. It wasn't until the floor was entirely quiet that red spotlights lit up the bull, casting it in garish shadows and making it look monstrous. A figure Sirius immediately recognized as John, unless there was another six-foot-five cowboy stripping for the neon moon, came out from the far side and took his time looking at the crowd. Sirius was aware that an MC was saying something, something about champions and finding something new to ride but all Sirius could focus on was the track of John's eyes through the audience, both hoping and fearing that he'd... Sirius Black. Fuck. Sirius. That's you. No shit. Mary shoved him out from behind the protective cover of Frank and James. John came up directly in front of their row and extended his hand to Sirius. Wanna go for a ride? I promise I'll be gentle. With James's encouraging whoops and whistles behind him, Sirius nodded and took John's hand. God, it was big, and warm, and calloused. He wondered what it would feel like on his bare skin, in his hair, on his cock. I've never. Oh, don't you worry, beautiful. I've got enough experience for both of us, don't I? John said, addressing the crowd at the end, 
though his eyes never left Sirius's face. The audience erupted in hell yes and pick me's, and Sirius felt like he was missing a vital piece of information. But he didn't get much time to linger on it, because John was leading him into the ring, over the padded sides, and straight to the bull. Put your foot in that and give me a little hop. Sirius complied, skeptical as fuck because he wasn't small, but once his foot was in the stirrup and he hopped, John boosted him over the broad back of the machine and beamed up at him. You are natural at writing, ain't ya? Sirius lifted his head haughtily and looked imperiously down at John. Never done a bull before, but I've ridden plenty, cowboy. It was definitely larger than a horse, but they couldn't be all that different. Besides, this wasn't a live animal. He'd be fine. Emboldened by the sprawling smirk on John's face, Sirius added. You coming? John laughed, and as music started to fade in, swung himself onto the bull as well, facing Sirius. Maybe later, he purred, lips inches from Sirius's ear. For now, John said, a little louder so the audience could hear. Hang on. This is easy, Sirius thought when the bull started to move. It was a gentle rocking back and forth, nothing crazy. John showed him where to put his hands, regretfully not on John, but around the rope between his legs. It was scratchy rope, and Sirius didn't really want to hold on to it, not when he didn't seem to need to, or when there was a glowing, golden god in front of him in jeans and chaps and a plaid button-up and a hat that hid his beautiful face but made him all the more mysterious for it. This is okay. Sirius thought when the bull kicked up a notch with the song. John grinned wolfishly at him and rose up to standing, his own booted feet in the second set of stirrups. His body rolled with the tilt of the bull like he was born to do that, like a sailor on a ship, just riding the waves of the sea below. John ripped off his shirt just as the bull bucked forward and Sirius nearly toppled backwards, but John's hand grabbed the front of his shirt and pulled him back to sitting. Too much for you, pretty boy? Sirius set his jaw. Try me. John raised his hand and the bull started really moving, following the beat of the song. Sirius held on, determined to come off cool and collected and really, he was doing a fine job if he said so himself, and he did. But then John's undershirt came off and he was shirtless just inches from Sirius's face and, well, he was only human. More like gold eyes, Sirius corrected when John lurched forward. He draped his legs over Sirius's thighs and his arms over his shoulders so he was practically sitting in his lap. This is very bad. Sirius had the final brain cell to agree with the song before they all deserted him for his goddamn dick, impossibly turned on by the rocking of the bull and John gyrating in his lap. How James had managed to not fucking burst was beyond him, because this was a lot. Horribly wonderful. Amazingly bad. There was no way John couldn't tell, but instead of looking annoyed or disgusted, abject satisfaction flashed across John's face. Hold on to this for me, gorgeous. Add it to your collection. John took off his hat and placed it on Sirius's head. 
He shook out his hair, all overgrown tawny curls that brushed Sirius's face, and winked before reaching up to grab a rope. When had that gotten there? That hung above them. John pulled himself up with one hand, spun, and landed behind Sirius this time, his chest pressed to his back. My clothes look good on you. So give me more of them. Sirius baited, reaching behind him with one hand to pluck at John's undershirt. He leaned back against John on the next roll and had to bite his lip when the unmistakable feeling of either a very hard cock or a very realistic packer pushed into the base of his spine. Sirius spent the next several minutes hours, days, in a daze, watching John perform impressive feats of core and upper body strength as he stripped not four inches from his body. How he got his jeans off from under his chaps, Sirius couldn't tell you, despite being right there, because John's dick was also right there, and he was rather busy with restraining himself. It wouldn't be right to just pitch forward and put his mouth on John's clothed cock, right? No matter how amazing it looked behind those tight, tight red briefs. Wouldn't be right. Would probably be illegal. John was back in his lap, fully straddling him now, seemingly unaffected by the increased bucking of the bull. He carted his hands through the ends of Sirius's hair, curling his fingers at his nape, and Sirius couldn't stop the moan that shuddered out of him. John leaned in close and Sirius could smell the faint sing of minty toothpaste under the tang of tobacco from a cigarette. All it would take was a little tip forward and they'd be kissing, and somehow. Somehow that felt more erotic, more intimate, more more than the fact that John was quite literally frotting against him. The song ended and while Sirius was panting, from the exercise, of course, nothing more, John was breathing just fine, but his eyes did look a little darker and his hands had moved to Sirius's thighs for no apparent reason other than to drive him mad. John's lips just brushed against Sirius's when he spoke. We'll make a cowboy out of you yet, Sirius. He helped Sirius down and returned him, hand heavy and low on his back, to his circle of friends. James immediately grabbed him and crushed him in a hug, knocking that hat loose. Sirius twisted away to catch it before it fell and righted it back on his hair. He probably looked ridiculous, but John said to hang on to it. Sirius wasn't going to return it all gross from the club floor. Sirius turned again to try to talk to John, plucking up the courage to maybe ask for that lap dance or for just some quiet conversation, but John was back on the bull. He sat, glad only in boots, brown leather chaps, and his briefs, his strong thighs gripping the sides of the bull. Peter nudged Sirius out of his ogling. Did you love it? Well, ha, obviously yes. Sirius instinctively batted Peter's predictable sack tap away. But how was it? It was easy. I mean, it's just a machine, right? So it's got a pattern, yeah. Don't think that's how mechanical bulls work. Lily butted in. Sirius ignored her and her dumb logic and reasoning, and set his sights back on the ring. John looked so fucking good up there, his spine straight and shoulders set a look of casual confidence on his face. Sirius might have imagined it, but John caught his eye and winked before he raised his left hand in the air and nodded at the man in a booth. Sirius barely registered James leading him to a room, so stunned and absorbed by what he'd just seen. That was. That was. Well, that was fucking hot, is what it was. 
Sirius's ride with him had been a carousel compared to the extreme jerks and speed of John's solo ride. And he'd done it nearly naked. Sirius might have a new favorite sport. John was a natural up there and crazy feats of strength and skill aside, Sirius could not dislodge the need to know if John's bull riding skills translated elsewhere. Sirius, go in and get some water. You look thirsty, mate. We'll be back in a mo. We're going to try to get Peter to get on the bull. Unless you want to come. Sirius shook his head, snapping out of his musings momentarily. Go ahead without me, James. If his girlish shrieks make it through the walls, I'll come watch so I can tell his mum how he died. On second thought, I won't come so I can lie to her about him dying honorably. Lily tutted, but the corners of her mouth were curled, a dead giveaway to her amusement. He'll be fine. Come on, James. Sirius took advantage of the rare silence to down one of the cans of liquid death, which, oddly enough, was water, and then another. He removed the cowba hat from his hair, trying very hard to not sniff it, because that would be very, very weird. But he kept thinking about the way John was so, so close to him, how at that distance, the blanket of freckles across his nose and cheeks were visible under his brown skin. He'd been covered in a sheen of sweat that made Sirius's mouth water, and ah, uh, great, he was hard again. Thank God for private rooms, Sirius muttered to himself as he reached into his trousers to adjust himself. A quiet laugh startled him, and he froze. Oh, please, don't stop on my behalf. A fucking course it was John. Just let me close the door first so you don't get arrested. How was it getting worse, and why wasn't his dick going down? Take your hand out of your pants, Black. Sirius yanked his hand away, dropped the hat on top of it, very subtle, and stared up at the ceiling. Just a bad dream. Terrible dream. Awful dream. John sat down next to him. Decent dream. You okay? Sirius swallowed and nodded without looking away from the dark ceiling tiles. Good. Was worried about you there for a minute. John chuckled and turned a little in the booth. So, I have a confession to make. You're not my priest, but you'll have to do. Sirius glanced at him and then back up at the ceiling. Thinking about being John's priest and having him kneel at his feet was not helping his erection to go away in the slightest. Okay, um, yes. There's something I've been needing to ask you since the bull earlier. Oh, did you? Want your hat back? Sirius looked down at the hat, covering his shame, and hoped against hope that that wasn't the case. Sirius? John laughed, but it didn't sound cruel to Sirius's ears. Now, you don't have to say yes. Sirius was pretty sure no matter what it was, he'd say yes. But I really want to kiss you. Except. Fuck yes. Sirius acted without thinking and moved in close, his heart racing in his chest and up into his throat. John pulled back and Sirius's stomach felt like it dropped out of his body, confusion mixing with embarrassment and shame. But John took his hand in his, and when Sirius finally looked at him again, he looked genuinely sad. Except, I can't kiss on the clock. Well, I can, but then it would set a precedent, you know? Oh. Yeah. Precedent is bad. Don't be pathetic. Don't be pathetic. No puppy dog eyes. John nodded. Yeah, and then I'd really get in trouble for what would happen next. What would happen next? 
Someone called John's name, and with a sigh, he stood and stretched. Stretched, the bastard, making his muscles ripple and drawing Sirius's attention right to his bulging briefs. Use your imagination, beautiful. I'll be back. He winked, dropped Sirius's hand, and left Sirius to sit there still rock hard and blushing like a goddamn virgin. Oh fuck, he was fucking fucked. He'd done it. He'd fallen for a stripper, and the stripper might also like him a little and this was not supposed to happen. He was here to celebrate James and his relationship success. He was being so selfish, letting his dick do all the talking and completely ignoring his best friend. God. He was fucking this up, just like he had with Evan, wanting sex and not thinking about the bigger picture. Sirius was a bad friend. A bad person. Just. Bad. But. James had put him in this room with John. James had told him to have a good time. And so did Frank, their collective moral compass. Had he been a wet blanket this whole time? No. Sirius recalled quite vividly the body shots they'd done off of James that first night, the flirtatious heckling he'd engaged in at several of the shows, which all made James roar with laughter. James was having a great time. James wanted him to be happy, to have a chance at this, and... Well, whatever James wanted, Sirius would give him. But first, Sirius pulled out his mobile and deleted the text from Evan that outlined his incurable flaws. He'd been obsessing over those recently. Again, not because Evan meant something to him, but because they'd been an attack on his character, and Evan had so many reasons listed out, each one of them crueler and deeper cutting than the last. With the texts gone, Sirius wouldn't be able to trip himself up again. With the texts gone, Sirius could unshackle. By the time Sirius was done, John returned laden with a bucket of ice and a handle of Crown Royal, quickly becoming Sirius's favorite. Texting your boyfriend? Sirius looked up and shoved his uncharacteristic shyness back down where it belonged. Don't have one of the present, cowboy. He saw the bottle and returned to his phone screen. Oh, let me call James and get the rest of them in here. Nope, John said, setting everything down on the table in front of Sirius. I'm under strict orders to not let anyone else in this room. Sirius's brows rose. Oh, whose orders? Pretty redhead with her hand in the back pocket of your soulmate. Ah, Lily. Yes. Sirius rolled his eyes. She's bossy. John's entire demeanor changed the lines of his face softening and his shoulders dropping just a bit. I'm not keeping you in here if you want to leave, of course, John said quietly. Wild horses couldn't drag Sirius away, though the thought was tempting every time he did or said something fucking stupid. No. I mean, no. I don't want to leave. I don't want you to leave. Shit, you're not missing out on money by being here, though, are you? John shrugged and sat on the edge of the table, long legs all on display for him. That bull and wolf piece really was gorgeous, and Sirius wanted to just stare at it for hours. I don't know how to answer that in a way that won't make you feel guilty. She is paying you, right? She's a bit scary but you don't actually have to listen to her. She's harmless. John spread his hands in front of him. Look, would I make more money dancing tonight or doing more rounds on the bull? Yeah. For sure. So. But. 
John continued with a stern look that quickly softened into something warmer, hotter, hungrier. Then I might miss out on talking to you. Oh, fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Sirius's face heated, curse his pale skin, and he squirmed in his seat. God, he was pathetic, fidgeting like someone who's never been flirted with. But John looked so genuine, like he actually might want to get to know him. John shifted to sit next to him again, all calm and sure, and Sirius longed for just an ounce of his ease. Oh. John nodded. Oh. He parroted, the beginnings of a smirk pulling at his mouth. John was sitting so close, Sirius swore he could count every metallic fleck of gold in his eyes, and a sudden yearning for more gripped him. Not just driven by the familiar pulse of lust between his legs, but just to know more about him. So, how about that dance? Or, actually, can I see you again tomorrow night? Sirius asked before the courage left him. He didn't think he could survive another dance with John, on or off the bull, with his dignity intact. John poured him two fingers of crown from the bottle and shook his head. No. Mortification gripped Sirius. Of course he couldn't see John tomorrow. It was weird and creepy to come back three nights in a row to see a stripper who had no real reason to want to interact with him. Sirius hadn't even paid John. It had all been his friends so far. So why on earth would John want him to come back? Oh, got it. All right, okay. I don't work Sundays. John interrupted with a coy little smile. I just do Fridays and Saturdays here. Oh, good. Sirius would agonize over the measure of relief he felt at that later, but slowly sipped the liquor to buy himself some time to think. He wondered where John was the rest of the week. He made a lot of money, Sirius noticed, but between the tip-outs and fees, there was no way he earned enough to afford a flat in the city. He probably had other places he worked at. Was there a non-stalkery way to ask where else John danced? You're just dying to ask where I'm gonna be, ain't ya? John teased. Sirius was so very aware of him in that moment, every nerve ending standing at the ready, waiting for. Something. John's thigh pressed against Sirius's, naked to jean clad, and Sirius drank in the warmth of him, the smell of his sweat-heated cologne, the barely there tinge of cigarette smoke in his hair. Am I so obvious? You could always just lie. Except now you've given away the truth. Sirius scowled. I don't make a habit of lying. Me neither, John said simply. He leaned against the back of the booth and regarded Sirius with a slightly amused but altogether unreadable expression. So ask me. Sirius blinked, took another bracing swallow of his drink, and met John's eyes. What club will you be at? Try again. Try again? Sirius frowned and flicked a bit of condensation from his glass at John. Cheeky. All right. Where will you be tomorrow, John? John smiled, outturned canines bright in the overhead lighting, bright against his tanned skin. My hotel room, hopefully with a gorgeous British man at my breakfast table eating room service waffles and drinking coffee. Sirius's pulse ticked up to an alarming rate, but there was no mistaking the assessing flick of John's eyes up and down his body. Hopefully. Well, you haven't said yes yet. You've not asked me yet. John laughed and angled his body towards Sirius's, his arms sliding across the back of the booth but not quite touching him. 
And if I asked, would you say yes? I'd say I don't drink coffee in the morning. I'm British. We drink tea, John. Where this boldness was coming from, Sirius wasn't sure. He'd been rendered mute their entire first meeting, and he'd been uncharacteristically shy the whole night so far. But there was something about the wickedness in John's eyes and the heady promise of more that put Sirius at ease, rather than on edge. These were familiar waters. And I prefer pancakes. All right, so tea and pancakes. Anything else, your highness? Sirius pretended to consider and tapped his chin. No, I think that about covers it. What time do you get off? John smirked and leaned in so close Sirius thought he was going to kiss him. But his lips bypassed Sirius's mouth and hovered a breath away from his ear. What time do you want to get off? Sirius's brain short-circuited, freezing him even as John grabbed a sharpie from his cast-off jeans and took hold of Sirius's hand. He wrote several lines on his palm and stood when he was finished, leaving Sirius to stare, dumbfounded, at his hand. Meet me there around 2.30. If that's not past your bedtime, you seem like the kind to like your beauty rest. The playful jab shook Sirius from his stupor, and he rolled his eyes. Don't need it. Comes naturally. Good breeding, you know, he said with a haughty sniff. I'll be there, John.